Hey everybody, welcome to the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast And today I want to talk about this Tupac album It is titled Seven Day Theory Kaluminati And this is, as if you don't know, this is not, this isn't a posthumous project This is the final project that uh, came out before his passing And the reason that Seven Day Theory to me is so fucking important and why I'm talking about it um, is because I I did something I believe about Tupacalypse now, and this is where I kind of feel like I'm having a dementia moment because um, I'm it's it's a bit of a dementia moment because I'm like wait did I talk about the Illuminati stuff beforehand? But I believe it was Tupacalypse now, and if I'm wrong and I did something about this album too, then I'm not sorry because I, I could talk about this album more, and it's actually under the name Machiavelli. This was when he officially made his name change on Death Row Records to Machiavelli. And when I listen to this project, you can't tell me, I can't tell myself I don't feel his anger. I don't feel his frustration. But you also get to catch Tupac in this interesting transitional period. And that is the real thing to me. And I just checked and I haven't done anything about this project. So I'm good. Jesus, people. Um, yeah, I know. I remember when I caught the CD and I was listening to it in my car and the tracks that always like stick out. You got to go with Bomb first. My second reply. Um, and on that, he's pretty much addressing everybody he was dissing at the time. He talks shit on Biggie, etc. Um, I think even disses Nas throughout this project. We go into Hail Mary, which is hell fucking Mary. You know, you don't have to say too much. And then we get uh, Toss It Up, which is a nice, uh, you know, you know that you know that song. You know what that's about. Um, to Live and Die in L.A. is some good shit. Life of an Outlaw. I like that posse cut. Life we live is the um, Crazy, Me and My Girlfriend, and Against All Odds. Like, this this project to me, it, um... It really symbolizes the the depth of Tupac for him to change his name, um, even to change his name, mind you, when he's the biggest uh, rap superstar, you know, like when he's literally the like biggest rap superstar, superstar in the world at that time. On top of that, one of the biggest actors in the world, like people forget about Tupac Shakur's acting career like it didn't happen, like Tupac's um, career. As far as, um, you know, at that point, him doing all of this, if you think about it, it was really risky. Him changing his name to Machiavelli, the controversy with Death Row, the, the feuds that he was in, it, it, it all kind of feeds into this ethos about him that he really walked to, uh, walked to the beat of his own drum. And listening to this album, like you, you, you feel it in every way, shape, and form. And I think the importance of music is uh, to facilitate growth and if you listen to this and you don't feel and if you've heard other previous albums by Tupac Shakur you're gonna get that that this is a changed person you know I feel like we I could do I I'm, I'm thinking about doing a podcast and it's gonna be about the difference between Death Row Pac and the you know <laughs> what is my what am I gonna be calling it BD before Death Row uh that Tupac Shakur, because they're both different people, you know, um, because after, I believe he got signed to death row after he was in jail, 
And again, being in jail that long, the PTSD, everything beforehand, the accusations, being in court, the trial. When Tupac came out of that, I think that he was much more armored, a lot more apprehensive with the public, but ambitious. And I think that ambition and that fire has always burned within him. And I think that's the common thread with Tupac is his passion. I think after he got out and got in the mix of Death Row Records, I think they might have... I'm not going to say they or sugar. It's I, I wasn't there, but there is this genuine feeling that maybe he channeled uh, some of that energy into, you know, more of a, a negative direction at points. I could see that, but that's not me taking a jab at Pac. I'm more, I'm talking about death row records and the atmosphere, you know, Tupac um, kind of not to say he didn't always have that revolutionary mindset, but after when Tupac went to death row, that kind of stuff really wasn't his main focus as much. Not to say he didn't address it, but it, it's a big difference when you go and listen to Tupacalypse Now, Me Against the World, or even Strictly For My, you know, Strictly For, you know, you know what, you go and listen to these projects, you definitely see that Tupac definitely have more focus on that area about, about community, building up, etc., family. And then I think when he got signed to Death Row, he really had started to embrace his dark side more. And like this, just to simply put it, and that's not a, exactly a bad thing. You need to be familiar with your shadow self to, to know yourself within the light. But Tupac Shakur, to me, this album is monumental and very important to me. And I could, I could talk about it all day because, again, like it's a deep cut as far as uh, the knowledge that you can get from this album. And I, I recommend you listen to The Don Caluminati, The Seven Day Theory by Machiavelli, a.k.a. Tupac Amaru Shakur. God bless his soul. And thank you for listening. Uh, the website will be up and running next month. And I know I've been saying that, but it's been wild. You know, I've, uh, I've been talking to show promoters. I'm working on getting that set up, back to competing, Got a lot of goals I'm focusing on. You know, I was listening to Andrew Huberman, and that dude is a, a neuroscientist uh, who he was an interesting podcast. I listened to it. It's, it's the most recent one specifically centered towards uh, focusing on your goals, uh, how to maintain, you know, the, the passion you have and just how to achieve them. So go and check that out. Shout out to Andrew Huberman. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Peace.